When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal live from somewhere in Hornsey. Uh, hello audience, there's an audience here, say hello. Hey! See, I just want to prove to everyone that this is actually uh, recorded in front of a live audience of very, very handsome and beautiful people. Um, I'm joined by Psychic Josh, who is next to me. Uh, uh, quite rightly, he's organised this whole thing. Welcome, Josh. It is. We're here at Platform Islington. Is that where it is? Platform Lo- Islington? Lovely venue. It's at Hornsey Bars, actually. This is part of Hornsey Bars. Tom and I are going to have a bath later. <laughs> uh, the Tom I refer to That's is nice to comedian, actor, legend, Tom mm-hmm. Rosenthal. Welcome, Tom. Hello. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we're joined by the guest of honour, um, legend of the Invincibles year and just all-round Arsenal legend, Lauren Laurent, nice. whichever way you want to say it. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, the live audience, have, they've literally chosen not to give me a round of applause. They there. Did, there was they? a gap for it. It was a bit... And they've gone, nah, <laughs> screw that guy. I think they're building that up to That guy has done Lauren. absolutely nothing yeah. for Arsenal. Which is not true, because I've actually just bought my new <laughs> Arsenal shirt today. So I've, hey. I've put together... I actually worked out, uh, I have paid for about 12 minutes of Mesut Ozil just today. <laughs> By going to the what, club what shop. What was the maths on that? Tom? Which, yeah, actually, if you work it out, means I've spent way too much money at the club shop, to be honest. How much was your new shirt today? Uh, this was about £50, I think. Right. And then I got the shorts. But you've gone for a name or number on the back, haven't you? Yeah, I got... Full kit wanker, someone shouted already. Well, I've not got the socks, actually. So, shirts and shorts wanker, to be, to be completely accurate. But I would gladly be a full kit wanker. <laughs> I just uh, opted against it, because I had to buy Arsenal Monopoly... And uh, Arsenal, the Emirates Stadium jigsaw puzzle, yeah. and an That's Arsenal it. tie. Yeah. So if anyone wants to put that together with me later on, how I'm up for it? How I've got nothing better to do. 
Is is Arsenal Monopoly up to date? Is it like uh, is it got? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I was. It's pretty awkward actually because I got the Arsenal Monopoly board out earlier, and unfortunately, Lauren's not on it. Oh, so okay. as much as we gave him a big round of applause, he's not actually yeah. made into legendary status. I think you should have a word. Oh, here it is. His Arsenal Monopoly. Mark Overmars is on it. Yeah, you should definitely. be I think you're the same level as Mark Overmars. When you say. Yeah, good friend, man. Oh, it's difficult with Monopoly because if you put someone on like the brown light colour, that's mm. clearly yeah. putting them at a, quite a low level. Whereas if you're the equivalent of like Park Lane and yeah, Mayfair, yeah, yeah. it's Henri and Wenger who are the two big ones. So who's on brown then? As you, Pat Jennings. Get the board out. Pat the Jennings board out. and David Seaman. Tom is unboxing the Arsenal Monopoly. Just nah, for I listeners. I'm just doing this myself. This is not... Yeah, go on. This is... Uh, I'm just describing it for... Uh, Has oh. anyone in here got the Look Arsenal Monopoly? One, two, a few, handful, a handful of people got Arsenal Monopoly. There you go, mate. Lauren is currently studying it very keenly as well. Look at all and the pricks that are better than you, apparently. It's not I'm on, not is it? there, so it's not good enough. I oh, know, it's no. rubbish. <laughs> I reckon we could add you on over, yeah. like, the Emirates Stadium, over the sort of, like... Who do you replace... Uh, yeah. We could, just, or we could just put you in the middle instead of a little man with a hand. To be good. fair, it's, it's, like, it's legends over the whole period of Arsenal history, just to make that clear, rather than any particular. But, yeah, you should definitely be on. But can we talk... Your pronunciation... Is it Lauren? Because Wenger always says Lauren, doesn't he? Is he right, or is it... It's Lauren, but whatever you feel okay. comfortable. Oh, no, it's... it's, it's, it's not an issue. I'm going to say Lauren. I'm going Wenger, Wenger-esque. Lauren. Just to explain, so this is our preview podcast of the season. Season starts in two weeks' time, roughly. Two weeks yesterday, our first game against Liverpool. Um, we've, bought, we've spent £150 million on world-class players already, um, including a striker that we obviously will be needed for about five years, and it's all going to be brilliant. No, we haven't. We've, uh, we've got one kind of proper player that we've bought, Xhaka, who's obviously looking very good. We've got a Japanese guy we bought for Asana. like three and a half million. Yeah. yeah. And a, a defender from Bolton. Rob Holding, yeah. Who, who, might, who he might scored, be very good. Who scored last night. Who scored friendly. last night. Got nothing against him. So we're going to kind of, even though anything could happen in the next two weeks, you know, we could suddenly buy. We Four weeks. We've got the whole August to buy someone. Yeah, but I do feel, don't you feel, Lauren, do you feel that you should have your squad in place in time for the first game? Or do you think, all right, the, the, uh, the window's open until beginning of September, we shouldn't worry. Or, am I getting overly worried about the fact we haven't bought a f- effing striker? I think the, the window's still open until end of, uh, of August. But, you know, obviously we all know um, what we need in the squad, yeah? I mean, uh, and I said to your college before, I mean, uh, uh, whether if Meltesake was injured or not, I think it's, uh, central back is one of the positions that we should strength. I mean, but uh, we should strength with a different kind of player because we're always going to the type, same type of player and then we, we have to change. I mean, uh, therefore, I think... Uh, we, the sign of Oshaka was fantastic. We need a strong central back with a different uh, manners that we've got now, and then we need a, a striker. But when, when, we said, when I said we need a striker, yeah. we need a striker, it's, it's not because we don't respect Giroud because he has done fantastic. I mean, but we, what, what we need is a, a striker with a little bit more charisma mm. because a charismatic icon affects the rest of the team. I mean, if you, if you have a striker that scores goals, but also have a, a, a charismatic uh, presence uh, as we had in the past. And I remember when uh, I signed with the club, the first person I met was Silvino, and then I met Ian Wright in the mm. dressing room. You know Ian Wright. Yeah. It's not, it's not because like, it's only a score goals. He's scoring goals, but he makes the others, you know, be yeah. alive. And I think we need that in the, in the, in the squad. It's with all the respect that we got for Europe, because they have done a fantastic job. 
It's interesting you say that because a lot of um, one of the things that a lot of I don't know, I'm going to call them Wenger defenders, acolytes, whatever you have to call them, say when people say oh, we should be signing, you know, the Higuains of this world and people like mm-hmm. that, they say, oh, it's not about the names, you know, it's not. But your point kind of is that it almost is a little bit about the names because some some players are so, as you put it, charismatic that yeah. their reputation precedes them, doesn't it? But it's about. It's, it's, not, it's about the names, yeah. but it depends which name. Right. I'm saying, I think you're being very <laughs> it's cruel. It's not all the names. Tom? I think you're being very cruel to Takuma Asano, quite frankly, because yeah. we've all seen him on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that guy has shinned in some very fine goals in the jersey. <laughs> so I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss him. True. I'm and very much looking forward to watching him in the Olympics as well. He's right. time for Japan. He's going to be making the Olympics watchable. Boy, are you dubious that he's going to be there? A gold machine. Well, I'm assuming that Sonno's going to be sent out on loan to Bury or something within in the first week that he's back at Arsenal. I don't Why Bury? I'll just pluck Bury out, out, oh, okay. out of my head. I've never well, no, I, I think Takuma Sano is going to go and win the Olympic gold medal for Japan. The last Arsenal player to do so? Lauren? Ralphie Lauren. Oh, wow. Won the Olympic gold for Cameroon. Round Good of applause, point. please. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Also, just not going for Lauren or Lauren, just going for Ralphie, if that's all right. I will happily just offer that. <laughs> Be careful. No, okay. <laughs> I will call you Lauren, then. That's fine. That's done. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ralphie's okay. Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. You have a very well, strong few, man. Few. I don't, you, don't, don't go off that Nistory on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's your feeling about... I mean, we, we, were, we were linked with Vardy, Jamie Vardy, mm. Leicester player, and then it all kind of went pear-shaped. When, when that was... When that, was in the, in, you know, in, in the news and it was a possibility. Would you think that was a good idea, Vardy? Or do you think he's not good enough for us and we should be going for a different type of player? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good idea because uh, the problem is about his age, I think. I think Wenger will not go people above 29, 30s. Uh, having said that, it's a very good player because, you know, he's already he knows the Premier League. He's been scoring a lot of goals last season. So, uh, stepping into a a club like Arsenal with uh, the players that we go behind that they can provide a lot of balls like uh, Casola, like Ossie and all that. I mean, it will score. It will maintain the level of scoring goals. I mean, uh, uh, and also it's a character. If you see the games, you know, it's, it's pressing the defenders. It doesn't stop the whole game. You know, what I like uh, uh, is put some kind of parallelism with uh, Alexis Sanchez. What I like Alexis Sanchez it's always there Night, mm. for 90 minutes. Play like his last game of his life. And uh, if you have another one like that with it in, in, in the squad that is scoring goal with that kind of charisma, I mean, the, the team will improve a lot. With Shaka in the middle mm. and another central back with more physical presence, with more aggressiveness in the back, with commanding, I mean, the team will be there because we've got substitution players as yeah. well. I mean, the Vardy fell through very publicly. Mm. Oh, do you think it's embarrassing, Tom, that we're linked with a player like that and then they choose to stay at Leicester? I do think. And now, same thing might happen with Mares. Like the biggest achievement of the summer for us might be getting Leicester players better contracts. <clears throat> <laughs> I think it does show a shift from Arsene that we've we've signed Jacko, who's apparently done the most fouls in Europe the last three years in a row or something. He's an absolute scumbag. <laughs> And, uh, which is good, you know, because I think we do need a little bit more metal. And in trying to sign Jamie Vardy, Wenger's really, clearly got to just go, you know, go for the worst character I, I, in I England. About, you know, he's about... tried to find the worst guy. Theo Walcott's clearly, you know, 
really nice at school and got like 10 A's at GCSE and I think Jamie Vardy probably like <laughs> ripped up his GCSEs and spat him in a teacher's face or something you know that's just that's just the kind of character that you want running around you know Alexis Sanchez is a, is a monster and I quite like to have other monsters alongside him yeah. uh, instead of you know people who bail out of challenges and you know yeah. cry and uh, the, stuff. the biggest problem about uh, maybe Vardy maybe because of his age Right. I think it's, it's, we were in for him, though. In 30, yeah. 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 I think yeah. in 30, but yeah. that, that's maybe it's an doesn't issue. That, doesn't it show how... Yeah. Sorry, Josh, but one more question. Doesn't it show how the desperation for us to get a new striker is such that Veng was willing to pay quite a lot of money for a 29, 30-year-old? Because he's proven goal scorer, at least last season it was. Um, so it shows how desperate we are. We, we need someone desperately, don't De- we? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But he won't go for a player or... Above 30s. I know his mentality. Right. I think he will be going. But we need it. I mean, yeah. we need a player that, uh, in that position, mm. definitely. Josh? So uh, there's a couple of things on Vardy. So I, I was speaking to someone who, so I have to use the word alleged oh, yeah. in everything. Because the way the story... Hold on, are you in the know? I'd say in this I potentially am in slightly Exciting. in the know. So I've been told, because Vardy's come out and said he didn't have a meeting. There was no meeting and that he wasn't overly tempted. That's that come on the last few days. Obviously, oh, right. he's, he's turned out as looking like a massive hero to Leicester fans because he stayed at the club where, obviously, people like Kante has gone, Mahrez looks like he might go. So I was told that Wenger did have a meeting with him and it was Wenger who decided in that meeting, having been about to sign him, that having met him, he didn't have the mentality to sign for a big club. And he, at the last minute, turned him down. Because I could tell you something else... I know someone that was due to go do something in the social side of the club that day and was going in on the basis that they were, you know, going to be talking about Jamie Vardy signing for the club. And it was incredibly last minute that this deal didn't happen. And I think it makes sense. You know, Vardy's ended up looking like a hero, but I'm convinced it got that far in the public eye. I think Arsenal were about to sign him and it was Wenger who had a late change of heart and dithered, which we know he can do. Really? I mean, this is what Larry, quite rightly, he's laughing in your face. <laughs> I'm laughing about your expression. Oh, okay. so yeah, I, don't know. I can't say I know, but someone so, who had absolutely no reason to, to tell that I'm story, who is in the know, okay. told that story. Okay. Well, that's an interesting. But what about Mares? The, Mar- the moment we're linked with Mares. Oh, go on. Yeah. No, no, I'm only worried oh, about, the, about the sound. Yeah. At the moment we're linked with Mares. Now, is, what's your feeling about him? I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's pacey, but we've got loads of players. He's, like a, that, he's a fantastic player. Right. It's a fantastic player. He can play in the left, he can play in the right. But the issue is not, it's not about his condition. How many Mares we've got in the team? Right. We've got Osil, we've got Casola that can play, can go, we've got Oxlade. I mean, we've got... Theo? Well, Theo, it's not exactly the same. <laughs> okay, okay, I got your point. Okay. It can play for, Just saying. We've got like a three, four players... Yeah, that with a similar style of player. Yeah, I mean, uh, if we sign another another one, I mean, you need to change uh, the kind of player. We always go for the same: good ability, good technique, fantastic, good. But you need a different one. A Maros will be another Cazorla, another Osil. So you know, mm. I mean, it's a fantastic player. He has done a fantastic job last season. I mean, unbelievable. But how many will go in the team? The same. We need a little bit change. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not 100. percent I mean, in the, in this room, there will be uh, half of this room will think something different. Mm. But I think, in my the honest opinion, uh, Maris is another typical 
player that we don't uh, we don't need it. I mean, mm. it's a fantastic player, but not for this squad. I mean, uh, if he, we if, need to have yeah. If it, yes, round of applause. If he signed Mares and a strike, if Lacazette is the one we've been linked yeah, that's with, that's not what we do. If we <laughs> signed Mares, and then he'd be like, "Well, we signed Mares, and that's supposed <laughs> to be all right for us. We spent all that money on Mares. We got no more money left." That's all they always do. Yeah. You always buy a big player that's like in a position that we don't necessarily need and then just use that as an excuse. It's weird to hear like Gazidis coming out like last year saying we've got more money than anyone else mm. and now again they're going, well, everyone else has got loads of money. You, you stop lying. It's so annoying. <laughs> they keep tricking us and as if we're not like listening to it. We, we were there last year when you said, we don't just forget this stuff. It's all on the internet. You, know, you can find it. It's so annoying. I, I think we need to buy a centre-back more than anything else though. More than a, I mean, we don't really have any defenders anymore. As well. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd say I'm a big Takuma fan, so whatever. We'll see what it's, <laughs> see how he turns out. But um, yeah, I think we need a defender more. All our defenders are about twelve now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and all playing, and they'll all be kind of sure wanted to playing out of position. He'll get you know someone yeah. wanting to some midfielder to play. Cockerland said he's been. Oh yeah, has been. Doing I think, uh, in my opinion, watching the game from outside, uh, having a look about the play that we got. Even the substitutions, I think the main the main place that we need to strength is a central back and a striker. And do you? Because I mean, an, yeah, Mara is a fantastic player, but yeah, it's oh a game. Absolutely. Yeah. Cazorla, yeah. Uh, Osil, yeah. Uh, I can name. You know. It's, yeah. Who? So Lacazette, do you know much about him? That we linked. He seems to be the one we're linked to most. He looks like a very good player. I mean, because uh, some people don't think he's that much of a, an improvement on um, Giroud, but. I, I think he, I think he probably is. It's it's different. It's it's, it's quicker. I mean, uh, it's, it's another kind of uh, striking. Yeah. What, what, why? So I think that we, personally, I prefer to see us sign the defenders because I I feel like what I'd prefer to see is us to play with a slightly different system where like Giroud had someone playing kind of up with him essentially of France, uh, and I feel like in Sanchez and Ramsey we've got two players who could probably do that and I, I, I think there's no way we can get away without signing the defender whatever system we play but I feel like it would be quite nice to see us playing slightly differently and trying to use Sanchez or, or Ramsey more centrally alongside Giroud I think Giroud probably could be the top striker if he had a bit of a support player like he had in Griezmann for, for the French um, yeah oh, well you were saying we were, we were talking a little bit back so you were saying he's, he should, he's got to change the style of play hasn't he you, you think that he has to I mean uh, and also you know <laughs> How many competitions we play over the years? Uh, four competitions a year. If you play four competitions a year, you need, uh, apart from the different players, you need to, you know, uh, have a, a strong squad because uh, the injuries come in. You play FA Cup, you play Champions League, you play the league. I mean, two years ago, uh, we didn't win the league because uh, we had, I don't know how many injuries. I mean, you, you have to have kind of prevention on that. And the system, as he said, uh, it's not not change the system completely, but you can swap players in the different positions. I mean, uh, I think what what lost us the league last year wasn't it for that whole period of Ramsey and Flamini were playing yeah. together and they could they couldn't do it. No. Whereas like Cochrane and Cazorla in there, it kind of worked. They kind of like match up with each other's deficiencies. But it seems like Wenger doesn't have a way. He just tries to put the players into this system that we actually developed about six years ago to make Cesc Fabregas fit. Oh, yeah. And now we've just got the same one. He never changed. Whereas like Guardiola does like four different formations in a buddy match. It was incredible. It was incredible to see how good um, Ramsey was in the Euros. Did you watch the Euros? Did you watch much of the Euros? I mean, it was like a transformation, isn't it? Because he's been fairly shit for us, hasn't he? For he played best as a right winger. He looked okay as a right winger and he did a job. Had for an injury, team. yeah? 
but, he was but, but, yeah. but he, he didn't fit into any of the roles that we've got in the side, especially if Mezet's playing. You're not going to play instead of Mezet. That's why the one I forgot early, Mares. Yes, Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. We've got, we got Wilshere yes. as well, who can you know play oh, the number ten up there. Like, yeah, he, I, I don't know. It strikes you as odd that we try and put all these square pegs in round holes, especially with that long period where he's just desperate to play a pivot of two, where Ramsey, for Wales, he just runs around by himself, plays like in the playground, plays in like three positions. But he's free to do that. You know, sort of like Frank Lampard used to do for Chelsea. He just turned up everywhere. Yeah. He's got the lungs on him to do it. We had don't Ram- let him. Had Ramsey not been suspended, there's an argument that he, he could have been borderline one of the players of the tournament. Yeah. If he'd had that one extra game. He was, he was incredible. Well, he was at the team of the tournament, wasn't he? I mean, he was. Even, yeah. He was, he was, well, I mean, Ramsey, if he's fit, he's a fantastic player, I mean. He always came to have the ball. He always gets to the position where he can give the last pass. I mean, great player. Mm. Tom touched we on... We need a striker, striker and central back. back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the rest is cover. I mean, yeah. the rest of... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone would be thrilled, wouldn't they, if he bought a proper, as I like to call it, striker and a proper centre back. Boy, you make it sound really easy. So I got told... The other oh, thing here's the other told. thing. Here we go. Oh, there aren't any strikers available. Yes, there are. All our rivals have bought one. I got told we're now on to option seven. We've tried six. We've, fa- we've tried and failed to sign well, six Whose fault is strikers that? Whose fault summer. is that? Well, I suppose there's many different people you could point the finger at, but the club have been trying. So Lacazette is number six. Well, I think the if they hadn't been trying, then that would literally, you know... <laughs> no, no but I, I don't think it's low. So it's a problem. No, what I'm trying to say is once you get to seven, eight, nine, how much of an improvement is that on what you've already got? And then it becomes probably more dithering on whether is it worth the expenditure. That's the worry. That if you go further, further down that list, what do you end up with? I jokingly tweeted the other... So Higuain's gone, right? He was, he was a player we've been linked with for years. I mean, five, six years, mm. maybe. And every now and then, you know, we'll, we'll, he was a player who I think we could just could, could have bought. And now, obviously, he's gone for a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. But to me, it's like that... We, we've got more money than the team that's bought him. I know they're going to get 100 million for Pogba. That hasn't happened yet. But even forgetting that, we've got 200 million in the bank. Don't you think, you know... Sometimes don't you just think... Was it totally unlike him, Wenger, to go to spend that amount of money on that kind of player? The, the thing is, he, he believed on, on the on the player that he's got in the squad. He had a strong belief on the player that he's got in the squad, and I think he can bring some people that they can develop in the years. But the the, the issue is that we are in the position that people demanding more. I mean, that, that's that's uh, that's why is the situation at the moment. But Knowing Wenger, he believes in what he's got in the squad. And uh, he will try to get people that they can, in the years to come, to develop his quality. I mean, the first thing, but uh, people are demanding, and uh, they, they should think about that. And also, been, uh, you know, the strategy as an institution is not only Wenger. I mean, Wenger is the spot because he's the manager, but I think uh, there's a strategy as an institution over the years. And uh, uh, according to that, uh, that we, we have been seeing uh, over this year, but now the fan are demanding, people are demanding, and uh, we, we have to, uh, in a constructive way, I'm saying that we have to make a step forward, and we have to go for a striker and, and a central back. You know, you know, it does annoy me slightly. I'm quite pro Wenger, to be fair. Yeah, but you're a very fair man. Like, he's supposed to be this guy with his economics degree, <laughs> yeah. supposed to know all about the finance of football, and he came out yesterday being like, oh, I just can't believe Paul Pogba's gone for £100 million. And it's like, do you not understand the basic fundamentals of supply and demand? Like, if we bought Higuain 
for 34 million or whatever it was that Napoli bought him for, we could have sold him on for the 80 million that they've just sold him on for. It's like they couldn't predict that in a couple of years transfer fees are going to go astronomical, whereas all of us in the room go, no, yeah, of course they're going to. They're yeah. always going to go up. The value of players is always going to go up. Or, Not always. The, well, well, there's two things still on that. One, I guess you could look back to when like, Zidane went for 50 million. I mean, that was so long ago, and the money hasn't gone you know, hugely above that in the past sort of 10 years. But on the flip side, I think you're right, because there was a graphic on Twitter this week showing the size of a transfer fee, Man United's record transfer every year compared to their turnover. Yeah. And actually, Pogba signing now in 2016 is a smaller percentage of their turnover than when Rio Ferdinand signed for them because of what the club... So you're actually saying the club have got that much more money. It makes sense that that 20% figure, which is roughly what it was, is going to be spent on their star signing that summer, 20% of turnover. So, yeah, it does make sense. But the point you were making, I thought, Tom, about, about what they're all talking about transfers now in, in public, Gazidis and Wenger and, and what that... Does it... You know, it's different now, isn't it? It does feel like there's... I mean, in your day, you know, when you arrived and then we, then we, won, we won, you know, we the, the Invincibles we should talk about in the second half of the evening, which isn't on the podcast, I'm afraid, everyone. Um, <laughs> but... He was doing so well, and there was, a, there was an aura of success, wasn't there, about Arsenal? Of course, we only had Man United, really, as our main rival. Do you, uh, Chelsea do you, as well. I mean, Chelsea, Leeds. Yeah, I guess, but don't, now... Don't, don't, take a, don't take down our merits, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, no, it was an incredible achievement, don't get me wrong. But what I mean is, now, are you aware of the situation now where fans are, some fans, are really kind of disrespectful to Wenger and they you know, kind of hate him and want him out and then there's another group of fans who staunchly defend are you aware of that whole situation of the division between Arsenal fans? I think uh, there is more factor than that we, we cannot point the whole thing into Wenger because you know we, we know all the situation was going well with the new stadium uh, the, the, the club need to make money to pay the bills and all that uh, that's the reality so that strategy was there and uh, uh, it's a strategy as an institution. I mean, if nowadays we've been out of that strategy and the club has been resolved all these uh, economic issues, I think now the step is the time to step forward. Yeah. But we cannot blame everything to Wenger because Wenger has done a lot for this club. Oh, yeah, I sure. mean, he has done uh, how many players we sell to cover the debts. So. But we we say, have to but, see that. I'm but now, sure. I'm so, but right That's now, what I'm saying. Now yeah. we have to make a right. step forward. So, as, but as Tom said, they're still make, already making excuses almost now in advance of us <clears> not <throat> making one of these big signing a major, major world-class striker, which to me it's like there's no excuse anymore because we have got the money. We could afford it. It's getting pretty depressing, to be fair, but yeah. at least I've got Arsenal Monopoly to keep me happy. Yeah, yeah, thank God. That is something. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? Because I was thinking back... In preparation, I was listening to a little bit to the, 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 the podcast towards the end of last season. Same. And what we're discussing. And, I mean, I'm sure everyone here will remember, but everyone was assuming that, for example, my, 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 my son, my, my, uh, my spiritual son, Theo Walcott, everyone was, he was so terrible towards the end, you know, for a large yeah. part of last season. Everyone was, oh, he must be gone. He'll, be, he'll have gone. We're, be, not, we're not even getting still, rid of Kieran Gibbs. He's still Isn't here. in the yeah. paper today, like West Ham tried to loan him. In. I mean, I'm, I'm not for getting rid of any more defenders, to be fair. We're not going to sign anymore, are we? But... Like, it just feels like, yeah, it's just same again, isn't it? Yeah, same Rack again. But both, now... And, and the English pre- core. Yeah. yeah so pre- brilliant, aren't they? Right. So pre-season now, everyone's going, oh, the Ox and Theo are the mm. big hopes. You know, Theo played up front last night in the game at, um, in America. and It's like... Just reset. It's, I mean, even me, as a great <laughs> fan, still think it's pretty incredible that it's like the same thing's happening over and over again. Yeah. Uh, that, that, well, that's one another factor. I mean, uh, we can say... 
the manager. It's not because I've come here to defend Wenger or oh, sure. whatever. Sure. I'm not saying that, but there is something that you have it or you don't have it. There is no manager in the world that come behind you with a knife. Come on. You have to perform one week, another week. And as you perform as a player one week, you go to sleep, another four. Is, is the manager have to go behind you? I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's within individuals. I mean, yeah. individual behave affecting collective performances. And it's, that's one of the issues that we look at. We have to look at it. As I told you, last time I came here, I was worried about in the long term about some players. Mm. And uh, Walco is a fantastic player, got everything. He's got speed, he's got quality, he can drip, he can score goals. But it's a little bit of uh, his own mentality to try to be the best every single day as Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, Intensity. Uh, of course, Intensity, I mean, yeah. is it, no money can come behind you yeah. if you want to be the best. It's, I mean, it's become a joke, sorry, Tom. It's become a joke, isn't it, that Wenger always goes on about mental strength. It's like every every press conference, every everything, always. But we're to me lacking massively in mental strength. Compared to your day, like it just doesn't seem that that many players have that level of intensity about yeah. them. But we we cannot get back always to um, the invincible days. I mean, we, okay. we have done fantastic. We had a eleven fantastic people that we all wanted to be the best and things like that. Obviously, we need that as mm. well, no? but we, we cannot compare. This is a, that oh, yeah, sure. past, but we miss a little bit of uh, some play that they, in nowadays, some players become a little bit, um, you know, a uh, little bit softer. Yeah. Soft, yeah. yeah. Soft. Definitely. I, I, I in think, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel like there was a bit of a vogue for having an English core of players two or three years ago yeah. before everyone realised how terrible idea it is. Because uh, just watching the Euros, obviously, like, who would want an English call? Maybe an Icelandic call. Or something, you know what I mean? No one wants these players to like be the spine of their team. But we're sort of the last club to have realised that actually you should probably ship them all out. I guess of that call, you could say not many of them really are guaranteed starters. Any of them potentially. Gibbs, not necessarily. Mm. Wilshire, there's no argument. Ox, Theo. But why there's... do you want players in the team who don't want to start for you? No, no but I, I agree with you. But <laughs> they don't even—they're not even the core of our team in the sense that we've got this. Mm. English core, but they're not even all delivering every week by any, any stretch of matches. Are, are there lessons to be learned, though, from all, uh, Leicester, the Leicester story last year? You must, I mean, because they, for me, like, the key to their success was that level of intensity. I'm happy, man. They win, rather than Tottenham. Oh, God, yeah. scared, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, what ha- I mean, the, fa- the, myth, the fact that a team like that, you know, I mean, they know, that's some really good players that all came good at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, you know, the story of the Euros as well. You know, not the, the best footballing team didn't win the Euros, did they? You know, quite, a, you know, quite an annoying team won the Euros, <laughs> in a way. Is there some, there's something about teamwork. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's true. Yeah. And strength, and as you're saying, yeah. not being soft. A strong, a strong, belief, a strong yeah. belief among the, the dressing room uh, with a winning mentality. And, you know, that's drive Portugal to win. I mean, yeah. if... Um, they wasn't the best team, I mean, in terms of football, but the intensity, the belief, the togetherness, I mean, it was brilliant. They deserve it. <laughs> but can you, can you instill that team spirit in, in, you know, without, or do you have to pick the right players? Do you have to buy the right players? You know, how... Because Wenger goes on I, about I, yeah, it as we've if... we've thought about it before. I, mean, I feel like we do have that spirit. If anything, I don't know what, what you would say about this, but it, it seems like everyone really likes being at Arsenal and it's a really nice environment to be in. And uh, maybe uh, we've heard, you know, talk before that in your time, there were a few players who would, 
you know, get at each other when they weren't performing, whereas now perhaps it's a bit more of a, a, a nice-to-be-there atmosphere. But, I mean, what would you, what would you well, say about your time? Uh, I think uh, there is too many same kind of player within the, within, in, in the squad. I mean, talking about Arsenal, eh? I mean, uh, we need to change. It's one of the factors. It's not, it's not only the, the only factor. Of course, if we, we, there, is, there will be more factors, but it's one of them for sure. I mean, always the same type of player. You know, we need people with more character, people with more uh, fighting spirit in some key positions. I mean, uh, I mean, with more determinations. I mean, uh, when I see some games, um, you see Arsenal, they play very well. But in some key games where you have to, you say, you, you know some games like, uh, you, if we win this game, we can win the league. Mm. In that game, you need those players. Because you see some players, they play well in some games, fantastic. But when... when <laughs> When the, the when the fire is in your neck, and that's when you have to see some kind of players, it, it, we, we lack of that. I mean, a game like Swansea. Come on, you play against Swansea. You know that you have to fight for your life. I mean, it's, it's and uh, or I don't know. There is so many games that I can't remember now each ones. But I was watching the game. I said, Come on, you can't lose this game. I mean, it, it, or you have it or you don't have it. It's no matter you can go and you know behind you. You know that you're fighting to win the league. There's some key games that you have to give everything. I mean, we lack of uh, that winning mentality in, do you think in some games. Yeah. Do you think our style? There's nothing done with the manager. But okay. I'm telling you because okay. there is so many games since our time that it's not Wenger. Wenger, of course, with the tactics, all that. But there is some game that you you go after people. You say, "Come on, we have must win this game." I mean. Uh, and we, we, we lack of that in, in, in the current squad, in, my, th- in my opinion. Don't you think some, uh, you know, and with all due respect to Wenger and the other managers who have, you know, younger, more, maybe more, more to prove, I don't know, you know, hungrier managers might be able to get more out of them? Well, it could be. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I mean, Simeone, <laughs> Simeone, look at him, you know. I like Simeone. I know, as, uh, you know... I, I've been uh, the same thing with uh, Mono, Mono Burgos. We've been together in Mallorca, and I've been in touch with him. And he said, "It's you know, it doesn't you know, it doesn't. He always take care about all the little things. I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a great great manager. It's a fantastic manager." With, with uh, Mourinho, <clears throat> you often hear that he deliberately creates frictions yeah. within a squad to maximize players' performance. Was there any of that with Arsene Wenger when you were playing for him? No, he didn't do that. <laughs> it's not really his style. So I guess what some people would say is that Wenger is trying to create uh, harmony uh, to inspire performance, which I would argue <laughs> maintains a good level of performance over a long period of time, which we've seen at Arsenal, constantly finishing top four, but possibly doesn't actually instill what you were talking about in the spirit that on that specific day, you absolutely have to win. And yeah, I mean, it strikes me that Mourinho goes somewhere, wins a title, and then a few years I'll later, everyone hates him, but he still something. wins a title. I'll tell you something. There is no Mourinho, there is no Pep Guardiola, there is no Ancelotti. Uh. When the real situation, players within the squad... Competitive player and play without no manager. Believe yeah. me what I say to you. Because we did it. I've got my own experience in Mallorca. In a, 
in a national team. There is no Henry was there, there was yeah. no Patrick Vieira, but we come out. Because when you go competitive player within the squad, people that we hang out, they want to win. There is no Mourinho saying, Mourinho can say something here, it will go this way. It's within the players. Yeah. Obviously, in the long terms, in the long terms, in the long season, definitely the managers have his own uh, method, they have their own ideas uh, uh, in the long period. But there is certain games, there is no manager. Um, just to and give you a... see now, uh, I'll put you an example. You see, Messi, who goes to Messi or to Ronaldo? You have to perform. There's no one. They score every single year, 50 goals. Is the manager who said to, 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 to Messi that you have to score 50 goals? No, it's within himself and uh, with his, his self-ambition. Just to give a Josh style yeah. um, hot gossip. Yeah. My dad once worked... I, mean, I shouldn't say his name, but I got this from my dad. He once worked with Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who said that when Middlesbrough won the UEFA Cup, they completely ignored Steve McLaren. Just completely. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> It's true. I mean, sometimes, you know, I tell you what, Guardiola is one of the best. Definitely is the best. But to maintain the level of concentration about Messi in the way that his ambition is within himself. But there's only a handful it's of Messi. It's sure. What about Messi or Ronaldo could say, look, I get 30 million every year. I score. I don't care. Well, okay, but Nobody will say me anything. If I play well, I've... People will will be with me, so it's within themselves. But what about the players like the mid? You know, what about really good players? Uh What about you know the the Leicester players, the Mahrez's and the Vardy's? What about the way that Ranieri somehow he he he, what he got out of them? That's the manager, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because they were. That's why I'm saying that it's a matter of a few factors. It's not it's not just one factor. But my key point was there is some games within the season. Of course, Mm. the method the the intelligence of the manager, the, as he said about Mourinho, I heard that Eto said to me that Mourinho was always, you know, trying to make a little bit confrontation with them. He was a fantastic coach when yeah. he was at Milan, Inter Milan. But what I'm saying that there is some games, there yeah. is no manager. Sure. Oh, yeah. There is no manager. I mean, some games, the key games that you're fighting for your life, is yeah. the manager well to come behind you is not. But don't you think... In Arsenal, sure. in Mallorca... In Cameroon, in Barcelona, in Manchester City, whatever, there's no manager. But aren't there times where, in, in, you know, in, over the whole period of the season, and in terms <clears> of <throat> the manager kind of rousing the players, and, and what Tom's talking about, what the Mourinho effect, what he does, you know, what Guardiola's. I mean, look, all of these managers, of course, now yeah, arriving definitely. here at this season, these, the best managers in the yeah, world are now yeah. here. Doesn't that even put even more pressure on Wenger, yeah. who's been here so long? Doesn't it, you know, A, he has to fight the fact that the players are so used to him. You know, and they're used to what he says, and they're used to his tactics and all of that. Isn't it? Isn't just a, ref, a fresh Actually, start? It's it will very be, tempting. It will be pressure to everyone. I sure. Mean. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Isn't it? Isn't it a possibility that someone fresh and young and with new ideas might get more out of them? Bearing in mind everything you said mm. about yeah, but isn't it just possible that they could get more out of them? I don't know. It's okay. a question for Cassidy. Okay. <laughs> but just to, on that point then I was actually just away for two weeks in America and I was reading Ray Parler's autobiography which is very funny the one for Pele have you read it yet Boyd? not yet no I'll give you my copy thanks it's signed make sure I get it oh, back excellent um, is there a, he was saying in the autobiography that he felt Wenger did his job Monday to Friday and that when yeah. you got to the dressing room it was the people like Patrick like Thierry who would get the 
the squad. He didn't need Wenger in the same way on the week on, on the Saturday. Say again, I, I didn't, I didn't. He said Wenger's job was Monday to Friday. Yeah. So you, what, it's like what you're saying on match day, the players need it within themselves. The, the manager. So when so many people talk about our players not being motivated and blaming the manager on that, that's why I agree with Loren. I don't think it's fair. The manager, mm. presumably, you feel does his job during the week to get mm. you ready for Saturday. Mm. I, I repeat again, it's not, it's, not, it's not just one factor. It's one of their factors. Definitely, Guardiola, man, they've got their own methods to improve the team. If you see Guardiola this year, it will change position, it will try to... Yeah, they've got... Uh, but there's some certain games that uh, there is no manager. It's within as, the players. Okay. And overall, as we, as we draw towards the end of this half of the evening, this podcast, about... Previewing the season. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because there's two weeks to go. We might, you know, we may spend 100 million in the next tomorrow. <laughs> Could happen. I mean, who knows? But generally, Tom, what's your feeling? Because you, you are a very reasonable man. You're, you know, are you optimistic? Are you no. frustrated? Are you no, furious? What's your level? What, what are the levels anyone, are? Any reasonable person could be optimistic when like, all the best managers are rocking up and they're all spending more money than us and we're just doing the same things that we always do. Um, but we'll finish top four because we always finish top four. So, you know, that's fine. We'll go out in the last 16 in the Champions League. It'll be fun. We might get an away trip to France or something. But we're not going to win anything, are we? But, you know, is, what more do you want? I get the feeling that, I get the feeling that you're... Because you're... In, in the past, you've been very reasonable. And I, you know, I've been the one that gets... You, that you're getting slightly to the end of your tether. Which is, I'm, not, I'm not annoyed. I'm just... It's very pleasant going to the Emirates Stadium and paying £9 for fish and chips and watching quite good football and watching, you know, when it's a sunny day. It is nice, isn't it? It's a nice life. There's wars going on. <laughs> you know, there's much worse stuff happening in the world than being an Arsenal fan. But are we going to win the Premier League? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. It's going to be extremely competitive. Yeah, and uh, I don't think that we're at the cutting edge of the competition anymore, to be fair. You know, we, we did our podcast with Lauren straight after the 2-0 defeat on the opening day of last season. And still, you were fairly optimistic about what the season... <laughs> I was listening back to it, like you were. Yeah. Uh, you were fairly optimistic in thinking that we, we could potentially even win the title, but is that, is that a think, real, realistic aim this year? I think realistically, it's going to be one of the toughest Premier League. I mean, I, I can't wait to see this Premier League with Mourinho, with uh, Conte, with, uh, with Guardiola, with uh, Wenger. I mean, I, I think uh, it's going to be one of the most exciting uh, Premier League in, in, in years because there is different methods there are different thoughts, there is different motivation in, in, each, in each manager. And uh, Guardiola is the kind of manager that tries to improve every time. It will not go, because sometimes people say, you play 4-4-2, and then you have to readapt to other teams. If you readapt to other teams, it means that you are no good manager, or you are no good. No. I mean, uh, things are moving. Uh, in nowadays, you have to find solution about when the other team gets you, and they get to know you the way your system are, you have to find solution to, to play against that. So Guardiola is one of this. It's, it's, it's innovating every time. So, but realistically, if we have those two signings, a striker with charisma, a strong central back with a physical presence, with commanding, with a determination, leading the back, I mean, we, we have the possibility to win. I mean, without that, it would be more difficult because teams are improving, they, they're investing a lot of money. So, therefore, I think uh, 
If we do those two signings with Shaka, I mean, Alexis is on. It's, it's brilliant. Osil will be motivating because sometimes big teams in the squad they feel all the pressure about themselves and they say, "Look, I mean, every everything goes to me. Where is the others?" I mean, if we improve in that way, we make a step forward. We still we can win the, the the Premier League. I think that is another reason for pessimism, to be fair, because <laughs> as uh, Lauren just said, the the tactical complexity of our league is going to go up. Yeah, like they're real innovators rocking up, and they change tactics constantly. The reason Leicester won the league last year is because no one really adapted to the fact they play this counter-attacking style and just give you the ball until about eight games to go. Uh, for me, Arsene Wenger's massive weakness is tactics. He doesn't seem to care about them. He just picks a tactic at the start and just plays for the rest of the whole season, you know. And uh, I think you're going to need to be really adaptable to, 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 to succeed this year. Yeah, because we're one of the few teams now, we're, you know, we're always, you know, most of the time we're massive amount of possession, you know, passing it around. Meanwhile, all the, the teams against us are 30% possession and winning. You know, Leicester won the league with a lot of games where they had less possession than the other team. Mm. Portugal won the Euros. Again, I go back to that. Yeah. Same kind of thing. They didn't have most possession. It, it, the Wenger blueprint does feel out of date to me now. and He's going to have to change it, isn't he? To me, if he doesn't change mm. the way we play and he doesn't buy a striker and a centre-back, yeah. we might as well give up. He did it in a few games. I, I, I saw Arsenal in, uh, in some games... Uh, sometimes they went back and they yeah. give a ball. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they try to be more compact and then yeah. come out. Every but now yeah, and then. Obviously, yeah. um, it has to innovate as well, yeah. yeah. It has to because it's not science or weakness. I mean, no, it's yeah. science of... Right. <laughs> if you innovate and then try to guess what the other teams do, I think it's good for the team. Absolutely. We did it with Cazorla a bit when we had that quick transition and he yeah. can beat three players. In like, but, when, but when Cazorla was injured, we just couldn't play that way anymore and he gave oh, up yeah. on it, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I guess on, on the optimistic side, Cazorla, Wilshire, these players are hopefully will be fit for at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I forgot to mention. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. Wilshire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cazorla, yeah. Ramsey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mares, yeah. come on. We I need know. to change. Read on the whole board if you want, mate. It's quite <laughs> Tom's got the monopoly board out, so I think we draw. The... Well, <laughs> I guess Josh, well, final usually, comment. You, you love predictions. Oh yeah, let's have a prediction at fest for yeah. the season. Maybe not for the. Liverpool yeah, I mean game. it's slightly ridiculous because uh, we could. We, I mean, we've got to buy those two players at least, haven't we? Before the, you know, at least before the end of the bloody <laughs> um, transfer window. So. Assuming we will buy, we will do what has to be done. We have to buy a striker. Why would you assume that? Because if right, if they, if, if we start the season, all right, if we get to September first and we have not bought a striker, Stand up for I, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we ask, there'll I be a revolution. Should... I mean, you know, the level of of fury among the fans and can, me alone. Can we ask? Can we ask the audience? Can we got an audience by a show of noise where they think we will have signed a top class striker and centre back by the start of the season? So, can we make some noise? Do you think we'll have done that? And, it, and if you think we wouldn't have done that? Yeah. There you go. That's the why you shouldn't be optimistic, boy. Well, oh, we well. Could, so if, we, if we buy Mares, which we won't, uh, we could put Sanchez and play him up front and stick him next to Giroud. And he is a world-class striker. We've already got one. You know, he's won the Copa America by himself. Where's Kieran Gibbs? Could he play up there? Kieran Gibbs is nowhere near the team <laughs> or the Monopoly board. He is gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever bearing in mind whether we do or we don't let's have a prediction where do you, where do you think we'll come the what was prediction, prediction? League, prediction prediction? league prediction league what's going to happen in the league Tom I quite want us to win the Carling Cup <laughs> uh, so can I predict that we you might can, yeah. win the Cup we might yeah. win I mean you've Carling. already said we're not going to win the league yeah you already said no, that yeah, yeah. Right. I'll, I'll say fourth 
good for prediction. the league. And Carlin Cup yeah. victory with Jeff Rennie. Yeah. Josh? <laughs> I think we'll come third. I think we'll come third as well. Lauren? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm optimistic. We think, what are you saying? What's that mean? Arsenal will be there, up there. Up fighting, there. Up there fighting do. to win it. Top off. Fighting if to win they've it. Got if they get the strike. Yeah, forget it. Okay. Thank you very much, Tom, Lauren and Josh. Um, this has been our pre-season preview, even though anything can happen in the next two weeks, and we hope it will. Thank you very much for coming, everyone. And come back in about 15 minutes, please God, where I will be fully probing Lauren about his career and life and thoughts and everything. I'm and you, you, I'm glad you clarify what you're probing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you, the audience, will get to ask whatever the hell you want to ask of uh, the legendary Lauren. Um, and uh, yeah, please come back and we'll see you in 15 minutes. Is that right? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. So. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.